If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Anchor is free to use. You can record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Then Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. Also, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. All you have to do is download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Again, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome back for episode three of Sister Moms, 24 Karat Liquid Gold. <laughs> so this week's episode will be about Shelly's breastfeeding experience and journey. For those who weren't able to tune in last week, please go back and listen to my labor and delivery experience. And this is just kind of a transition into, well, what happens when we get home? So for this week, I am going to throw some questions at her. So it'll be a little different style than we did last time. Um, Because I was there. I was there through a lot of her experiences. And yet again, ours were totally different. different. Like opposites. (laughs) Right. And we were (laughs) on the same roof. Like, your baby doing this? My baby not doing that. (laughs) Exactly. Like, is something wrong with me or is you? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, but how you doing, Shelly? I'm doing good. Like, you know, when grandparents are around, really, let me say grandfathers are around. But give me that baby. You ain't said nothing but a word. Come nothing but a word. Nothing but a word. So they want to be Superman. You can be Superman. Here you go. Exactly. It's a difference between getting enough sleep and being well rested. I only had a couple hours of sleep, but I'm well rested. <laughs> Get your breaks. Yes. How are you? Oh, I'm fine. Same thing. Um, this is my weekend without Imani. So last night I was in that. I got a headache. My eyes hurt. I better go to sleep and get me some rest. So now I'm feeling, feeling rejuvenated. Mm-hmm. And just, <laughs> like I'm, I'm sleepy and I can go to sleep now. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Man. Um, so for the sake of voices, reminder, I am Johnisha, the older sister, um, and I'll be doing the interview questions. So to start this off, why did you decide to breastfeed? I, Shelly, the younger sister, (laughs) I decided to breastfeed breastfeed after doing a lot of research. So I'm not the type of person to opt into pain of any sort, but, and I knew going on, going in, that was going to be, you know, a journey talking to women that breastfed. But when you, when I read and I researched the pros of breastfeeding definitely outweighed the cons. So for example, like having a baby with a strong immune system is was super important. Knowing that you cannot replicate what a, a baby gets from her or his mother's breast milk can't be replicated. Um, and so I read up on like, if, if my baby were to get sick, like that my breast milk itself changes to um meet the needs of my baby I thought that was like that's That's like some superpower stuff superpower stuff and so it was one of those things where it's like God intended it to be this way like I am created you know I have what it takes to keep my baby healthy right 
um, and keep my baby, you know, having every, everything she needs. It's medicine. And the biggest selling point for husbands and men is money, 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 <laughs> you a whole lot of money. Like we did not spend a lot of money during that whole period um, because of gifts and things like that for diapers and stuff. But we didn't buy, we didn't have to buy formula. We didn't have to run out of, worry about running out of formula. As long as I'm there, she's not running out, <laughs> out of milk or right. you know, whatever she needed to, to withstand. So really it had a lot to do for me with health and a lot for my husband to do with um, money. <laughs> I got you. That was huge. One thing I thought about is selfishly how you can snatch back a little quick after you uh, nurse because they suck out all that baby fat. <laughs> and I didn't even have that much faith in that. I was like, that's cool or whatever. But, you know, me, I ain't really good at losing weight. Baby, I got skinty. Skinty. <laughs> I got, I was like, oh, I, my clothes falling off. Because, you know, for a while, you're not really dressing up. Right. You finally put clothes on that you used to wear. I was like, yo, I need a belt. <laughs> I need a new belt. <laughs> you weren't even thinking about it. It was just like, wow, I really lost that much weight. Yeah. All those calories you burn is just crazy. It is crazy. You feel it. You feel tired. <laughs> you feel it. But yeah. Um, next question. Okay. So you made the decision to breastfeed. What was that experience like? Did it hurt? You know, people always asking that question that I've never done. They're like, does that hurt? So what was it like for you? Was it painful? For me? Yes, there was pain. <laughs> but when you're on the other side of it, it's like, that was such a short period of time that I experienced pain, you know? So like, if you didn't know, listeners, if you didn't know, we recorded these episodes way, way back when, when I was probably still breastfeeding initially when we were yes. doing like Facebook lives. Mm -hmm. So I remember I go back and look at or listen to that episode and I'm like, man, that pain was like new. <laughs> yeah. Now going back, I'm like the amount of time that I spent breastfeeding without pain superseded the amount of time I breastfed um, with pain. Right. So like there's a period of time when your breast has to get used to that constant friction um, of the baby latching. And so, yes, there was pain. <laughs> but I also learned from a lactation consultant that if you are experiencing pain past the first few seconds of the baby latching, then you're most likely there's a it's most likely a bad latch. So not only are you in pain, the baby most likely is not getting a good amount of milk anyway. So right. it's just the pull back and try to relatch, get some help, call somebody. And that's exactly what I did. So yes, there was pain for a period of time, but if you keep pushing through, eventually, I don't want to say this, but you don't feel it. You're like, man, this nipple is like rubber. <laughs> this pain, it's just like, it's easy. You just pop, you know, pop it in their right. mouth and it's nothing, but there's right. a point where you like hold. And I remember you, Janisha, saying in one of our videos that um, when you're in pain, seconds feel like a long time, long, literally seconds of pain. And then you can kind of ease into it. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I experienced, experienced pain, but lactation consultant was everything for that period. So talk. Um, I remember us talking about the relatch. Can you tell them what that looks like? All right. So if you um, if I were to latch Deanna onto my breast and it was painful, it was just like, oh, my gosh, it still hurts after a few seconds. I would stick my pinky in the side of her mouth to create air, an air pocket, um, because it's literally a suction. Like, you know, you don't want to pop that baby off because that's going to hurt you. 
<laughs> it don't hurt them. It hurts you. Whether they got teeth or gums, that that's going to hurt. Never just yank that baby off. So, you know, put your pinky in there, create an air pocket or whatever you can to put in there. Make sure it's a clean finger, blah, blah, blah. But get that baby off safely. <laughs> <laughs> and yep. then try a relatch. So I know, Janisha, you'll talk, talk about technique when um, on your turn. But I know there are different techniques to get the baby to latch properly, to get a whole good amount of breast into the baby's mouth. Not just you're not breastfeeding with a nipple. You think that, but that is not how you breastfeed. Oh. <laughs> so yeah okay um okay so next question turn a little bit but you were able to get through and keep going so how how long well no 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 first okay she latched on how much milk was she getting like was she getting an adequate amount of milk from your breast so at one period of time, like when I was breastfeeding, it felt like I was constantly breastfeeding. I'm like, she can't be getting enough milk. I don't feel the sensation that women are talking about when, you know, when the milk's coming through. I never felt that. I never got engorged, really. I re she really never gave me an opportunity to get engorged, <laughs> which is when your breasts get full, full of milk. And it's, they say it's painful. I really didn't experience that because I do feel like I had a supply problem on and off throughout my um, experience of breastfeeding. So um, there were, I had talked to a lactation consultant again. <laughs> I had that, that lady on speed on speed now. <laughs> and so she talked about a few different ways to determine um, if, to determine if my supply is good. Mm -hmm. And one of those options is, no, actually this was my pediatrician. I took D in for her first checkup after having her and she did not gain weight properly she might have even lost an ounce or two and so she was a little bit concerned but she also nursed her babies so she was able to say like hey let's try these things before I force before you know I force what other doctors might force on you which is formula right. um, so she said to let me try to think of exactly what she said she said to uh, a lot of people pump so you, that's the best way to know if the baby's constantly just nursing you don't know how much milk they're getting right. so right. what I did was I went to pumping I did wait to the amount of time that it suggested before you start pumping if possible and I was pumping a good amount of milk mm -hmm. and so she I, I just figured I'm like I just figured uh, D's a little greedy <laughs> she's a little greedy so going forward it was a up and downhill battle for me to breastfeed. It was never a point where it was just like, oh, I got it. And now we cruising. No, I was constantly working to supply milk for D. Uh, she preferred a bottle, but it never messed up her latch. I, we were very particular about what bottle system we use. We use the kind system, uh, bottling system. So I could like see how much milk was on there. I could label that the packet, which was awesome like that. I love that bottling system. Uh, I had the Medela pump and that was pretty good up until I went to the hospital once and I get into that and, and they you got had, upgraded a state of the art pump and I was pumping milk for days. <laughs> I was like, okay, so it's the pump. It's not me. Right. But of course you go back and forth and we looked up the price for that to get one at home. I was like, yeah, no, that ain't going to happen. <laughs> We're going to get one level down. So here are a few things that I, I tried throughout my journey, just because as I said, it was not easy the entire time, or it wasn't a consistent amount of milk. So I did a few things such as power pumping. And that's where 
you're strictly power pumping in order to increase your supply. So you're pumping at intervals. And there's a lot of research online that you can look up to learn how to power pump. I also, let's see, I also did supplement with formula at one point. I gave her Infamil like two ounces here and there just to see like, is it that I'm not getting her enough milk? And sometimes it was like, she'd go right to sleep. <laughs> and other times she would still be fussy. And then I would feel her stomach. And I'm like, I don't think her stomach feels too good. So there were so many questions. A few other things that I learned from other people and from my experience is rest and relaxation. I pumped the most milk when I had somebody to watch her, when I was super well rested, which was so rare. Uh, oatmeal, oatmeal and water. And I say oatmeal and water because they're both super important. But if you know anything about oatmeal, it does dry you out a little bit. And so it is so important to replenish what you would drink, what you would normally drink, but then add some more water to that. Right. Uh, And then, of course, going with like the milk cookies or lactation cookies. I really ate those because they were good. I don't really know if they did anything, but them bad boys were good. We were ordering them off of Amazon. (laughs) Last thing when I talk about oatmeal was energy balls. So I used to make energy balls pre-pregnancy for a snack on the go. And energy balls just consist of a bunch of dry oatmeal. Uh, There's measurements on on different websites. So I'm just going to give you the rough estimate. A bunch of uh, dry oatmeal in a bowl, nut butter. Almond butter I learned sticks better, but I prefer peanut butter. Me too. Yeah. Raisins, uh, seeds chocolate chips, nuts, whatever you want to add. I added, I've added it all. And then a seed, of course, such as like flax and chia. And once again, chia seeds, especially will dry you out, replenish that with water. So those helped, but it wasn't consistent. And I'm all, and I'm being honest, real transparent. I'm working on my discipline. So I would not say I did the right thing every day (laughs) or most days. So I, I struggled with my supply because of it was just a really rough time, but I also am working on my level of discipline with myself. So yeah, a long answer, but that's so important. Like everybody's not just going to be producing a bunch of milk. Right. So something that um, you had mentioned, and I want to parallel talking about the lactation consultant or your, do- your, your doctor um, had you go to, tells you to pump. So when I went to my lactation consultant, she actually had me nurse a certain period, certain number of minutes, or weigh her first, nurse a certain number of minutes, weigh her again. And that's how she was able to tell how much she was getting, see how much, you know, weight she gained per se, you know? Um, So that was another way. If you go to a professional, sometimes they can help you figure out how much milk the baby's getting to. So that's, I'm sure there's multiple ways for everything. And I remember when that happened, again, our babies are three months apart. So by the time that happened, Deanna was well into months of whatever. And so I was like, well, maybe I should go. And I remember calling now that you say that, calling the lactation consultant and she's asking questions. She's like, you don't need to come in for a weigh in. <laughs> Your baby's fine. She just likes to drink milk. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> oh, I, didn't, I don't know if I knew that or I maybe forgot. Yeah, I remember calling because DJ, DJ was thinking like, why don't we just do that? Right. When you got that mommy brain, you're like, I don't know. Why <laughs> that's funny okay so next question and this is this gonna be the big part y'all so you know she she made her decision she got it down pat figured out ways that she could try to increase her supply decided she was going to continue to go how long did you plan first how long did you plan to, to nurse i planned to nurse for six months that was my goal okay 
Did you hit that goal? I hit that goal. <laughs> Not by choice at all. There was every month I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to do this. <laughs> uh, I'm it, sure because I know yours wasn't a straight path, right? No. So let, talk us through talk us through that journey of starting to when you stopped. Yeah. So I initially didn't have a good technique. We talked about in our past uh, videos about the football hold. That changed the game for me, that I could hold Dion in a good position to uh, nurse her and to get the most amount of milk for her and then get a good latch. And that worked. And then she got bigger. And so, you know, you, I was just like, okay, I can't. She had me. And then sidebar, we both had carpal tunnel. So oh, I forgot about that. I, it was ridiculous. Like my wrist would hurt so bad. We both had to go to the doctor and we were going to go to therapy and all that. Yep. So um, that was a struggle. But I, every day it was a constant, every week, month, whatever, was a constant transition. of was like, let's try this. Let's try this. Mm -hmm. And so I would get frustrated and just say, I'm not doing this anymore. And then I would think about the alternative, which was formula and spending money. And I was just like, okay, I do it a little longer. <laughs> um. But it wasn't all about my supply, although I did feel at one point that my whole life was dedicated to feeding her and that was exhausting. I had some other things compounded on top of that that made the journey a little bit more difficult. So I'll speak about this in future episodes, but I won't go into too much detail, but I'll talk about like a timeline. So Deanna was born in August. I, um, she was a pretty fussy baby at night. She would fuss and kick and kick and kick and kick. She also let me sidebar that my first week of bringing D home from the hospital, she didn't have a bowel movement for a week and a half. Mm. And I called the hospital, I called my lactation consultant, and they were just kept saying, give it time, give it time. Mm. So that was like one of my first indications that something was off, even though um, no one would give me anything clear. They didn't know. Right. But that told me something was off. And I just assumed it was me, my supplies. You know, that's always my go-to. It isn't my fault. <laughs> so... <laughs> Uh, time went on and no one saw her kicking and screaming like we didn't. My husband and I did um, right. at nighttime. And so they were like, she's such a happy baby. I'm like, yeah, nighttime hit and it's a right. whole child. And so I started to think like, oh, something's bothering her. Mm -hmm. And so I think October, so two months, she I went to pick her up from her grandmother's. And she, that was the first time I let her spend a night anywhere. <laughs> and when I picked her up, her grandmother let me know, this is her paternal grandmother, let me know that uh, she had thrown up a few times. And I was like, oh, that's, you know, that's strange, but I'll keep an eye on it. And that was my, you know, immediate response. Cause at first I'm like, why didn't you call me? But then I thought about, it, I'm like, babies do throw up. It's not a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> like you've seen her do it. So I took her home, I was like, I keep an eye on her. And I fed her a few minutes later, she's throwing up in my hair everywhere. So we took her to the hospital. Uh, I took her to the, did I take her to the hospital the first time? I think I took her to the doctor. I don't remember. I took her somewhere and they diagnosed her with reflux. They said she probably has reflux. They gave me some paperwork, some research on it. Uh, I can't remember if this is the time. Yeah, this is the time where I went to the hospital and they're saying, you know, burp her after every ounce or two ounces of milk. <laughs> and that was a whole new headache because as soon as you pull that bottle out of her mouth, I remember that. A plum fool. I, I remember that. You got to hold her just to keep her from falling. Yeah. Right? Chubby baby. So it was a lot. And it was just a battle because every day she would just 
we would have to do that constantly throughout the day. She finally got used to it. Uh, so we thought, okay, our baby has reflux. We'll just sit her up. We won't supplement because at that point we didn't need to. We only supplemented for a short period of time anyway. Uh, fast forward to December, two months after that, mm-hmm. that's my birthday weekend. My husband and I planned a trip, a little, well, not a trip. <laughs> we stayed in, in town, but you know, my parents came to town. To Vacation. A little mini in-town vacay. We had a whole weekend planned. It was like our first time without her. Um, I was pumping, you know, a lot, of course, when I was away. But I said, you know what? Let me make sure I still give them some formula for just in case. I might have a glass of wine and not use them, not uh, calculate the amount of time properly. And I had to dump that milk after I drink the wine. I need to make sure she has enough because, again, I struggled with get, getting more than she needed, mm-hmm. getting more milk than she needed. So... <laughs> That weekend, we we spent the night at a hotel. My, my dad got us downtown, and we were going to see Black Violin. It was going to be dope. I couldn't wait. So, anywho, they called. My parents called and said, we, we're going to – no, we called, we went to the house to check on them, drop off some milk, and give her some of the formula. She was like, nah. And I had already noticed that she had some issues with her stomach, so I, I didn't want to give her any formula with dairy. So, I got, like, soy formula and some other dairy-free formula. She didn't want it. Of course, she'd been drinking my delicious milk. So <laughs> your liquid gold. Exactly. So I was like, well, just mix it, do what you gotta do. Y'all got it. Bye. Right. <laughs> and we, oh, we were able to get her to drink two more ounces, but then she threw up. I was like, okay, well, make sure you sit her up, do the acid reflux techniques. They called back and they said, you know what? Come home. You know, my dad was trying to be calm. Come home. You probably need to come home right now. I get there and it was not what I thought. She right. wasn't thrown up. She was lethargic. She couldn't keep her, her eyes open or her head up. So we jumped in the car, uh, drove around funeral lines, accidents, whatever we had to do to get her to the, I couldn't even put her on a car seat. I know that's not safe. I couldn't even put her on a car seat because she would just gag and choke. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we got her to the hospital. We stayed, that hospital stay was about a let's uh, a few day a day or two shy of a week they ran every test on her known to man and they diagnosed her with a condition called FPIs. it's called food protein induced intercolitis syndrome again F-I. that's a lot that's what we're gonna call it <laughs> and so that means she's has an intolerance to the protein found in animals milk so it wasn't like oh just try goat's milk because everyone's a doctor so they tell you things oh have you tried i did goat's milk with my right. baby that's great right. She can't have that. Right. So uh, the I had a couple options, which was to switch her to a formula that didn't have any of that stuff in it, like a hyperallergenic formula or switch up my diet. Mm-hmm. And I, we tried, we, I don't even know if we tried the formula. It smells so horrible. I was like, no, not giving it. <laughs> and we did try it, I think. And she was like, oh, heck no. Right. He just let it drip out her mouth. <laughs> like, Y'all think I'm gonna drink this. <laughs> Every doctor came in and tried to give it to her. It didn't work out. But uh, she, I ended up switching my diet. So I had already cut out dairy prior to this December trip to the hospital. But then I decided, well, actually, the dietitian decided to cut out dairy byproducts. They said she may have an extreme intolerance to dairy or the protein found in dairy that uh, she can't have even through your milk. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. that's crazy. She's getting secondary what I'm eating. Like, that's crazy. What you eat matters when you breastfeed. People think it doesn't. They're like, I eat. It matters. Your baby is getting what you eating. 
Right. So by then we had a GI doctor, we had a pediatrician to go to, we still had. And so the GI doctor would test her stool and they were testing for blood in her stool. In our hospital visits, they found blood in her stool. It wasn't visible to the naked eye, but there was blood when they tested it. And so that was kind of our test to see. We didn't have to like wait for a hospital visit again every time. Right. We would get, go get our stool check and that would tell us. And so months, I think a month or two went by of me not eating any dairy or dairy byproducts. That's anything with dairy in it. <laughs> and her stool still had blood in it. So they said, well, you're going to have to go to the next step. Or again, switch your formula. Try the formula. That was a no. It was like the same thing every time. Right. Try the was a no. And uh, they said the next step is soy. I'm like, that'll be easy. I don't eat soybeans. <laughs> or I don't know. Who eats soy? Right. Who's eating soy? Okay. So I, she's like, yeah, it's not as easy as you think. She gives me the paper to show me mm-hmm. this literally this crazy list of foods. I said, it would be easier for you to tell me what I can eat than exactly. what I can eat. It was so much stuff in soy. So one of those major things was a vegetable oil. If you go to restaurants, they're cooking a vegetable oil. The major oil used in vegetable oil oftentimes is soybean oil. So my diet changed drastically. The only plus there for me was I lost some more weight. <laughs> And so, yeah, uh, as far as milk goes, the supply was fine. D seemed okay. She was still cranky. Uh, and then February hit. Same thing happened. That happened in December. She was vomiting, uh, lethargic, couldn't keep anything open. She was just literally limp in our arms. And so we took her to a hospital visit. They had to do all the tests again. They said the next step was for me to become vegan really super vegan because they were right. you can't have soy vegans have a lot of soy right some vegans i won't say all of them have a lot of soy and i was like i'll change my diet for her but i'll take the formula and we'll try it with different people mm-hmm. and her grandmother giving it to her will change and eventually uh i had to make a very tough decision to just cold turkey breastfeeding and that was actually six months of breastfeeding. <laughs> I remember you were, I mean, I remember that last hospital visit. We had this whole conversation about just how you felt, like whether you were going to stop or not. And I remember we got to the point of like, you you hit your goal. Yeah. You made six months. Does it count like September, October? Oh, man. Yes. <laughs> I really made six months. So I felt accomplished in that I made the six months. I also felt a lot of guilt in that she, I felt like I caused her suffering for six months. Mm-hmm. Because I, back to my why, I wanted to give her the most healthy option. Right. Which in turn, I guess, I felt like I was causing her to be sick. And so we cold turkeyed her. One, actually, we tried to cold turkey, and then DJ's like, you go into the other side of the house, and I'll keep her over here, and I'll, I was like, no, I can't just have her screaming and hollering, he don't really, crying don't bother him, right, <laughs> bother me, so I gave up, and I went back to breastfeeding, and then he tried the milk again, and she was okay, that mm-hmm. milk, that formula was nasty, this one didn't stink, I think it was called Neo Kate, or something, it really doesn't taste like anything, mm-hmm. but she was fine and happy with it, we didn't even have to, like, you know what we did for a period of time we did like mostly three-fourths breast milk a quarter mm-hmm. formula half and half and then right. to the point where it was all formula and she was cool yeah and i i immediately felt freedom right i was like oh my gosh i can have my life back this ex- this formula is mad expensive but i i will trade that off right for my life back so 
it wasn't easy and everybody's journey is absolutely different. Right. But uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's my story. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, real quick about the mom guilt. So I'm always trying to think positive side of, of certain things. And I think about, you know, you're like, you know, mom guilt is my fault. You know what I'm saying? That she suffered. But the reality is if you did formula, it would have been the same process, right? Because you would have started with a dairy-free formula. Oh, this don't work. Oh, now let's do one without this. And no, this don't work. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like you still would have went through the same process with her, but it wouldn't have been from you. Um, And I just see still the positives because outside of the stomach stuff, she didn't have no major issues, right? She didn't have a whole bunch of ear infections or, you know, nothing, nothing crazy. Yeah, my GI doctor even said, she's like, most babies that we come in here with this condition look like they have this condition. They're out of skinny. They're, it shows. Fiona wasn't. Like, this is the healthiest (laughs) baby with FI we've ever seen. And she was so happy all the time. You know, when she was on the formula, she was a whole new baby. She was just happy and full and her poop was cool. And I could breathe again. Yeah. I wouldn't trade the experience of the growth that came in the bonding. I just, you know next time around, I'll be like, let me call people that know what they're doing. (laughs) Exactly. Um, So my last question for you as we finish up is, did you stick to your diet? Remember when, you know, as you transitioned, oh, I didn't know dairy, I didn't know soy, then I went to super vegan. Did you stick with that diet? That's a good question, girl. (laughs) So I live, and at that point lived in Mobile, Alabama, this is controversial, but the birthplace of Mardi Gras. Yes. Baby. And you left the weekend before Mardi Gras, right? I did. I yeah. did. And she was on a formula and my diet could go back. I forget the date. It was some weird thing. It was like, I can have, maybe I was on a fast or something, but it fell on that day. And I remember being on the back of the truck because we were in the Mardi Gras parade and I said, hand me one of them little Debbies. <laughs> <laughs> and I ate and I drank and I paid for it. <laughs> My stomach <laughs> was tore up. <laughs> and I remember there were times at work, I even, because that's the most times I was on my feet, my stomach would just be doing kick, flip, back, flip, jump forwards. So immediately I went to the way I used to eat on steroids because I was so excited to eat things that I couldn't, but right. it took me up. My stomach yeah. was horrible. Right. And so January of last year. What what year are we in? January 2019. <laughs> we in 2021, girl. That was two years ago. Okay, January 2020. I started the year off fast with a fast, like I do every year. I'm lying. Like I did for the last two years. <laughs> Three years. And uh and that cuts out a lot, you know, meat and all the dairy and all that stuff. And then at close to the end of that fast, I said, you know what? I'm going to stick with this because my stomach stopped talking and kicking me all day. Right. And so I, at this point, am a full-blown vegan. Yes. Baby. And I'm trying my heart to get towards a plant-based diet. So that whole experience really pushed me into this new lifestyle that I'm, that I can be proud of. Something else I can be proud of say because of D, because she still eats a very strict diet. Mm-hmm. We can eat healthy stuff together. I'm preparing right. myself for when she gets to daycare and I can cook certain foods for her and we can eat together healthy as a family. So right. I don't usually claim the term vegan because that 
it can be controversial too. Right. I eat a plant. I eat a uh, dairy-free diet for the most part. Dairy-free, meat-free diet. Right. So yes. Okay, girl. So <laughs> moral, of the, moral of the story, Shelly hit her six-month goal of breastfeeding. She made it through all the challenges that it brought her way, but she did it. Yeah. yeah. You did it. I did it. I did it. And even, I know you didn't ask this question, but for the next baby, I would probably breastfeed again. Even I was going to ask that. Yeah. Would you do it again? Statistically speaking, my next baby, if I still had the same baby daddy, <laughs> they say it's, it's a gene thing. They say my next right. baby would most likely, and I'm not claiming that my baby wouldn't most likely have F pies as well. And so, but you can go into it more educated the second time around. Yeah. And my diet's already different, boo. Already there. <laughs> so it would be interesting to see. But yes, I would absolutely do it again. Mm-hmm. But I would absolutely not hurt myself just to do it. Not hurt my mental state. If I felt like I'm sacrificing my life just to feed my child, right. I would probably find alternatives. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> well, everyone, this was Shelly's experience of her breastfeeding journey. On next week's episode, you will hear about my experience. Can't wait. <laughs> thank you. Uh, yes, thank you all. Again, please subscribe and share with everyone that you know will benefit from this. Yeah. All right. See you next week. Yes, yeah, see you next week.